Yeah. I mean, I'm still a really big list girl. So like if I'm really in the mood and I'm like super grateful, I'm like, I'm just going to make a list of all the things I'm grateful for. And I'll just write them down and be like, wow, so awesome. You know, just taking it in like on paper. Um, but just on a daily level, just working on expressing my gratitude more, especially towards people who I'm grateful for, like my fiance or my family or my clients or whoever. I like to just verbalize it more. Um, so that's a way that I practice gratitude. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds. And the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boye, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hi, friends. I'm so glad you're back and joining me for the podcast. I wanted to ask you, can you think of something right now that you're grateful for? Just take one quick moment, breathe in and out. And just ground yourself in gratitude. What I love about gratitude is that it's so simple and easy to do. And yet sometimes we make it really hard for ourselves. This episode with Kelsey Aida is full of wonderful ways to practice gratitude. And there's so much high energy and passion for gratitude that I know you'll really enjoy it. Kelsey is a transformation facilitator, and she helps people to manifest their best life. And you will hear that in the words that she shares. Also, like I said, from her incredible energy. She is also a prolific author, having written five books already. Like me, she is a podcaster and co-host of the High Vibinate podcast for the past three years. We have a lot of fun talking about the things that we have in common. I'll be straight with you. Talking with Kelsey kind of reminded me of my younger self. She has a beautiful passion and drive to make a difference, not only for one person at a time, but wants to impact millions around the world. And I'll tell you this, I am certain that Kelsey is on the right path to doing so. A few, a few quick things before we dive into this episode. I wanted to say thank you for everyone who completed the survey that I shared last week. It's really helpful for me as I'm putting together this brand new book, 30 Days of Gratitude, A Guide to Facing Life's Challenges with Gratitude. If you didn't have a chance to fill out the survey last week, I've left it open and you can find the link in the show notes. Your opinion matters because you will likely be one of the people reading my book when it comes out. So I'd love to hear from you and take your feedback before I even get started. One last thing. If you haven't had a chance to visit my shop at wakeupwithgratitude.com, I wanted to let you know that we have sold out of all the blank photo cards for the time being. There are still four different designs of thank you cards in the shop that already have words of appreciation and gratitude prompts to help you when you're sending your gratitude notes. They are currently priced on clearance, and when you purchase three cards, you get a fourth one for free. So take a look at wakeupwithgratitude.com to see what's left in my shop. One last thing before we get started. Kelsey briefly mentions suicidal ideation in the podcast. We don't spend a lot of time talking about depression and suicide, but if this is a trigger for you, I just wanted you to be aware before we started. 
Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and today I'm welcoming Kelsey Aida. Hello, my friend. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Kelsey is a fellow podcaster, so it's so much fun when you are doing a podcast with a podcaster because uh, you save a lot of time because there's no audio hiccups or anything like that, and they understand what it's like to be on the other side of the microphone. So I'm really glad to have you here. Yes, uh, we yeah, get each other. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. And we have so much to talk about. So for those who have not yet had a chance to meet Kelsey, she is a best-selling author and transformation facilitator who helps women align with their highest potential and love themselves through the process. She's the author of more than five books, including hashtag actually I can affirmations for happiness letters to the universe, my pocket guide to manifestation and self-love for the modern woman. As I mentioned, she is also uh, one of the hosts of the popular personal development podcast, high vibing it. We have lots to talk about because you know, Kelsey, I didn't mention this before, but my podcast actually began as a 30 days of self-love journey. So I saw that. Oh, I was so excited. Um, but first, what I really want to hear about Kelsey is, you know, tell me a bit about your story because I know gratitude has been pivotal in your own personal journey. So I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So I've had a couple of spiritual awakening slash dark night of the soul moments. But the first one is the one where gratitude really came into play, literally saved my life and also helped me to raise my vibration and get me out of a three-year-long depression. So what had happened was I fell into a depression. It was like the perfect storm of like being a teenager, having hormonal imbalances, also not having a lot of emotional connection in my life with myself or the people around me. Um, being allergic to my feelings didn't help. And then at the same time, I was getting injured a lot and I was on the road to becoming a professional dancer. So injuries and professional athleticism don't really go that well together when you're on that path trying to do that. So my dreams were basically getting crushed. I was lacking the tools to process my feelings. My feelings were all over the place. And I went on birth control at the same time, which also didn't help. And it was just basically like the perfect storm to make a happy person depressed. So I went into a depression. I was stuck in it for about three years. Technically, I had like what they call functional depression. So I was still like going to school and like functioning and like not everybody knew like how much I was suffering on the inside. I was still like getting by just barely. Um, and there were definitely moments of entertaining the idea of suicide. I never tried to commit suicide. And a part of me always knew that like, well, if I kill myself, then I'm just going to make all these other people who love me depressed like me. So that's not really going to help the situation. Cause then maybe I won't be depressed, but then like 20 other people are going to be super depressed. So I was like, mathematically, this doesn't make sense but it would be nice. I always like dreamed like if I could just be in a coma and like skip this hard part and then like wake up and feel better. You know, that was kind of like my weird secret desire at the time. And one day I just had this like revelation that one, I wasn't my depression, that if it was an illness, like in the same way, like you get sick with a cold or a flu, you don't expect that you're going to have a cold or a flu forever right? You expect, okay, I'm sick. Like my body knows how to heal. Like, let me rest. Let me drink water. Like I'll get over it. And when I kind of shifted my perspective about depression 
and trusted in the healing capabilities of my body and my mind, I just became open to the idea that that wasn't me and that it wasn't permanent. I was like, okay, if I'm sick with depression, it's like a mental illness, right? It could be similar to when you're sick with a cold, but cold of your mind and your thoughts. So from that perspective, I was really wanting to get better. I was ready to feel better. I was so tired of being like sick and tired and miserable. And I was just like, universe, I need to figure out how to enjoy my life. If there is a God, help me, send help, send me the resources. Like I need to figure out how to enjoy my life. Otherwise I'm going to end it. Like that's where we're at. So after I made that little ultimatum with source, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, I started manifesting all the right resources, all the right teachers, all the right help. And I'm a cosmetologist by trade. So I went to beauty school and this was like kind of right after beauty school, I was working in this salon. And one of my clients who I'd become good friends with from doing her hair, she was like telling me about her gratitude journal that she does every day. And I was like, well, this sounds kind of stupid, but like, also I'm willing to try anything to feel better. And she was really recommending that I try it. So I was like, okay, like I'll try it. What do I have to lose? Nothing. I literally feel horrible every day. So like, let me just try. And at first it was like really annoying and stupid because I was depressed. Right. So when you're in a low vibrational state, you're like not excited about gratitude. You're just like, this is dumb. I'm not grateful for anything. I hate my life, you know? So I had to start small, like, I'm really grateful for my bed because all I wanted to do was sleep. You know, I'm grateful that there are people who love me, even though I don't love myself right now. I'm grateful for all these empty carbs that are keeping me going, you know, whatever it was at the moment. (laughs) First, it started really dumb and like superficial. And then like the more practiced I got at it, the deeper it got, the more meaningful it was, the more excited I was behind it. And then, of course, me being like overachiever, I have to do everything extra. I was like, well, let me take this gratitude journal to the next level. So not just in the morning, I'll write a couple of things I'm grateful for. But at night, I'll write a couple of nice things that happen throughout the day. So if someone held the door open for me, if I saw like a synchronicity, if I got to eat my favorite food, just like the simple pleasures of life. Mm -hmm. So morning, I would focus on what I was thankful for nighttime, I would write down a couple good things that happened that day. And I kid you not, in conjunction with therapy and some other healing modalities, no medicine, um, after three weeks of doing this gratitude practice, I felt better than I had ever felt even before the depression. I was literally flying high. I was literally so grateful that I would sit and meditate and just like cry tears of gratitude and happiness and fulfillment and satisfaction. And I felt like so connected to life, so thankful for all my experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, my ex-boyfriends, like everything. And in that period, that season, I understood the power of gratitude because it was one of the main, main pillars that helped pull me out of a long period of stuckness and just sticky, low vibrational situations. You know, Kelsey, when I hear your story about being stuck in as, you know, function with functional depression for three years and how you tried lots of different things and you were willing to try anything as podcasters, sometimes we doubt the impact that we have, right? We're often speaking 
into the ether and we're not sure if anybody's really listening to us. And when you talk about this one client, you had this one person who said, Kelsey, I do this gratitude journal thing. And it was one person's words and one person's suggestions that you still had to take action and you had to do it, but you did. And that one person's words led you to take one action, which then grew into more actions, which then now makes you a person who influences other people around gratitude and meditation and self-love and all these incredible things. So I think it's such a good reminder for those listening, especially those who are maybe other podcasters or entrepreneurs or those that you know, are even showing up on social media is that sometimes your one phrase, your one word is what will really change the direction of someone's life. So that's one of the key things that I just, I heard in your story that I think was worth repeating. Yeah. I really like that you pointed that out because it really can feel when you're a content creator, when you're an online teacher, it can feel like sometimes you're just talking to a wall because it's not always live. It's not always interactive. And you're like putting in so much time and effort and love and energy. You're like, is this even landing? Is anyone even here? You know, and you get like one review on iTunes and it sucks and you're like, oh God, I should quit. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think that's, that's definitely worth mentioning. And my philosophy is like, now that I've been doing this work for some time, I'm like, even if I just give someone one inspirational story or that one perspective shift that totally changes the whole trajectory of their life or that one tool that helps them every day, then is definitely worth all the time, energy, and effort that we put into it. I agree. I agree. You know, it's funny, you mentioned, of course, being an overachiever, and I think your bio helped us to understand that. <laughs> and I am very much a recovering overachiever, overstriver. My, you know, you're a little bit younger than I am. And, but it's interesting because we have this in common as well, like injuries through sport. Uh, mine just led to chronic pain, like my whole life that I didn't address mm. until the last few years, really. I, I kind of just lived in this way and, and, did all my gratitude practices, which I think is what helped me allow to be living in this way. But uh, I see these great connections between you and I in that way and the um, overachieving. And speaking of overachieving, I just want to hear about your writing practice and your you're writing these books. So um, did you write in journals and anything before you started this gratitude journaling practice? Like is writing a thing that you kind of did when you were a kid or does that a newer thing that you picked up after you kind of shifted the way you live? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say it's more of a newer thing. I wasn't really like someone to keep a diary or have much of a journal, but I will say when I was in kindergarten and first grade, Mrs. Kelly, my teacher, who was my teacher for both years, she published my little books that I would write in class. And I would write books about butterflies, going to get ice cream and whatever like little girl things were in my head at the time. And I'd write these stories and I would draw the pictures. And Mm. I like loved writing books even when I was little. And it didn't like continue on. Like in high school, I wasn't like, oh, I love writing or in middle school. I, I never thought that I loved writing. But what I actually love is teaching, helping people. And I find that through writing, here's the thing, through speaking, I can channel a lot of good 
divine downloads, a lot of good, pure information from source. But sometimes I get so excited that I get all tongue tied. I get all tangled. I'm stumbling over my words. And with writing, I feel like I can go faster with my hands Mm -hmm. and then I can go back and make it make sense. (laughs) So in that way, I kind of sometimes prefer writing and then the writing books and blogging. There's so many articles on my website I mean, it really just comes from a place of wanting to help people and teaching, which I always have had a gift for synthesizing and simplifying information and maybe learning something, mastering it really quickly, and then showing other people how to do it in a really simple, approachable way. And so when I had my first personal growth moment, my healing, Mm -hmm. my spiritual uh, awakening I was like, okay, everything that's been helping me, I want to teach it. And that was my motivation for becoming an author. And then I self-published my first book. And now I have three books published with Simon & Schuster, another self-published book. And I'm probably going to write like over a hundred books before I die. (laughs) I love that so much, you know, as someone who's rediscovered my love of writing over this past summer when I took a break, I just, the thing that I still was drawn to all the time was writing, writing, writing. I love hearing about other writers and their journey. And I love this way that you just share, like you said, your knowledge, your wisdom in a way that other people can learn more easily from you and and really be able to adopt some of these ways that have made your life in a way magical. Would yeah. you say And I would say too, that when I was healing and just throughout my whole personal growth journey, I've always loved personal development books. Mm. I really don't read stories. Like probably the last story I read was like Twilight when I was like in middle school and I was like, (laughs) romantic fiction, this is awesome. But like, other than that, I really usually stick to like my own genre because I just love learning about how to optimize your life. And lately I haven't been reading as much because I'm more writing more, but, um, I really do read and write mostly personal development. And that's interesting. I also definitely did the same for a really, really long time. Um, And then would like sprinkle in some different fun fantasy fiction or things like that. And one other genre that I love as well as reading um, biography or memoir, I love reading those stories. I feel like you're such a great storyteller that I'm excited. You know, you'll have to let us know when your memoir <laughs> when comes 50, out. When I'm 50. Yeah, when you're 50. It's <laughs> only a few years away from me. <laughs> I'm like midlife, middle oh point gosh. seems like a good, good Mid-point. stopping point to write about it. I love it. Okay. Well, I'll be 47 in a couple of days. So by the time this comes out, I'll be 47. Ooh, so. Wait, your birthday's in a couple of days. My birthday is tomorrow. <gasps> oh, we're almost course. birthday twins. We Aquarius. are. Woo. That's very close birthday. There is, there's a lot of synergies between you and I, and I, I just, I see like the good parts of my younger self in you and your energy and your enthusiasm and that willingness to learn and share and teach. And this also this desire to not gatekeep, to give the information away to improve other people's lives as well. And, you know, what do you think about that? Like you're writing all this, like this developmental nonfiction, self-development, all these things, like why are you open to just sharing it all when others might say, maybe you should be keeping some of that for courses or program or coaching that you're running? You know, why are you giving this away? I mean, I say giving books are, there's a cost, but compared to like a course or a program or a workshop. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Well, I think that the information that I give for free or in the books, even if it is some of the same stuff that happens at my retreats or in one-on-one coaching sessions, it's just different when people come to the retreat and I'm working with them one-on-one versus they're reading the practices in a book, how to do it on their own. Right. So there's value there. So in my mind, I'm like, I want it to be accessible to everyone at all different price points. And like the premium offerings, people are going to get more or different, um, not conclusion. What's the word I'm looking for? Or this is, it is the value different outcome. And a yeah. value proposition is a lot more when you're meeting with you in person and being in your energy. I mean, I've only been in your energy for half an hour and I can already feel. Yeah. That's part of, that's part of the retreats for sure is like sharing my energy with everyone in real life, in an actual physical space in paradise and like living amongst them and like showing them how awesome you can live, I think is a whole nother next level than just like reading in a book, a practice. Um, but with that being said, like I always wanted to be an author first and foremost, that felt the most exciting for me because I wanted to reach the masses. Like I want to reach millions of people. For me, it's not enough to be like, oh, I helped one person today. Like for a lot of people that like really fulfills them, that does not fulfill me. I feel like I will not be fulfilled until I reach like the millions mark. Yeah. So that's another reason for making it so accessible so it can reach more people. Oh, I love it so much. I love too that you do retreats and you're in person and you're connecting with people in that way, which is fantastic. You know, we that was gone for a little while and I'm glad to have that back and that ability to connect in a real world way. I am curious, when someone finishes a retreat with you, what kind of guidance do you have for them to take what they've learned in an isolated situation, like you said, you're in paradise, you're connected with you, your energy, the other participants. And these experiences can be life-changing. And on the other hand, we can go back to the way we were after going through something like this. So what is it that you, how do you help people that have had these, any kind of life-changing transformative experience carry that on, you know, weeks, months, years afterwards? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's actually how I became a coach. (laughs) So my very first retreat, I had the same exact thought as you like, okay, I know this retreat is going to be powerful. It's going to be activating. We're going to open some cans of worms up. Like things are going to happen. People are going to become like a next level self, but they're going to go back to their same life. So how can we help them integrate the information and the practices and their new way of being into their life? And I just thought, well, let me keep working with them in a one-on-one context afterwards Mm -hmm. to help them to get back into their life in a more smooth way and like redesign their life in a way that's going to work better for them now being this newer person or this refreshed person. And so I started offering coaching with all of my retreats. So everyone who comes to my retreat gets a month of coaching afterwards with me. So it's post-retreat. So I keep working with everyone for four weeks consecutive, not like right away once we get home, but maybe once we've like assimilated a little bit, like a couple of weeks after we get back, I'll meet with everyone four times, do the sessions, and we just keep doing the work. And it's tailored really to the individual, whatever happened or activated or blossomed at the retreat, whatever changes need to be made in real life. I'm there to kind of handhold and support them through the process, because I think it's really important to not just go on this great vacation and then like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, go back to your old life, have fun, good luck, (laughs) you know? 
<laughs> I agree. That's so smart to have that that coaching afterwards to be able to help people to integrate back into their real lives and integrate those practices that they may have learned or level up. Like you said, it's just like higher vibration. You know, we talked briefly about vibration and when you shared your story about, you know, it is really hard when you are, you know, functioning in a depressive state to elevate your vibration. And it's sometimes we, and I had a recent guest on the podcast, we talked about how her husband, you know, who is a disabled veteran was really suffering from very severe depression, suicidal ideation, all of these things. And when his doctor recommended to maybe that he should just find gratitude, kind of like you who was told, you know, said, why don't you just try a gratitude journal? And it's that distance between being in that depressive state to being a person who lives with gratitude. It's really, it's a wide place. And I just want to go back to what you had said about finding the smallest things to be grateful for when you first started this practice. So there are people listening that have great gratitude practices and they work really well for them. But I want to address those that are listening to this maybe for the very first time. And they've heard people talk about gratitude practices, but they just they just don't feel good about starting. Can you bring us back to that spot where you were and help that person to to just get started with something of gratitude? Yeah, I think when it's hard to get started with gratitude, just look at the things that you like. Even if it's something really simple, like look around the room and be like, oh, I really like my video games or I like my slippers or I like my pillow or I like this view from my window. Like start with just noticing things that bring you a little bit of pleasure, no matter like the degree. Um, because like I said, when you're in that low spot, you're not really a vibrational match to like super high vibe thoughts, like thoughts of gratitude, right? So you have to, you have to like baby yourself into it. You have to work your way up to like, I'm so grateful for my life, right? Like that's not going to feel true to you if you don't like your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think it's about just really starting small and finding anything and then rolling with that into the next day and the next day and the next day. And then what I did was I challenged myself to find new things every day. Yes. So instead of being thankful for the same stuff every day, I'm like, okay, I really got to think of something new. And it helps you to think outside of the box and create a long list at the end of your, let's say a month of practicing. Now you have 90 things that you're thankful for if you're doing three a day. Yeah. That's very powerful. That was something that I learned from Sean Aker, the author of The Happiness Advantage. And when he was talking about doing a gratitude practice for 21 days, which is about what it took you, the, you know, 33 weeks. And it's about finding something different, new to be grateful for specifically every single day. And I think that's what makes a rote gratitude practice versus an actual gratitude practice that deepens every day is when you're looking for more things to be grateful for. And like you said, you layered your practice too. You got good in the morning and then you added an evening practice. And I think that's what I love is that, you know, gratitude practices can continue to be layered on throughout our day, throughout our lives until, like you said, you're someone who just is grateful for their entire life. Uh, what other kinds of ways, you know, today, just in this example, maybe over the last week, what other kinds of ways are you practicing gratitude right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm still a really big list girl. So like if I'm really in the mood and I'm like super grateful, I'm like, I'm just going to make a list of all the things I'm grateful for. And I'll just write them down and be like, 
wow, so awesome. You know, just taking it in like on paper. Um, But just on a daily level, just working on expressing my gratitude more, especially towards people who I'm grateful for, like my fiance or my family or my clients or whoever. I like to just verbalize it more. Um, So that's a way that I practice gratitude. And also I just... I mean, now that I've really come into alignment and like manifested my quote unquote best life at this moment, and you know, I'm really like thriving in many areas, I just, it's hard like not to feel grateful. So it's like the gratitude practice creates a life that you feel grateful for. And then you're just naturally grateful 99% of the time. I won't say all the time because everybody has their ups and downs. Women, we all know how the cycle goes. I would say like two days before my period, every single month, I'll probably cry from stress, frustration, or sadness. Who knows what it is? But every time on the dot, you know, so we got to leave space for those feelings too. But yeah, yeah, I would say most of the time I'm living in gratitude and just having appreciation for life. Even like right now, I can just look outside and be like, wow, even these dormant trees are probably like full of secrets. Like how cool or like, you know, yeah. look at this cute little view I have from the upper part of my house. Oh my gosh, I have a house. So cool. I just like look around and think everything is awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love your energy so much. And I feel that. And I think that is, I mean, if we need to have a goal with our gratitude to be able to live in this way, to be able to, as I say, speak the language of gratitude, where it's just natural for us to find those places. And I think the one key thing we don't want to miss is that when it's hard, when you're challenged, when things aren't working once a month, especially for you know you and many other women, is not to ignore those feelings, not to pretend like they don't exist and just gratitude your way out of them acknowledge, be there, live those feelings. And then, you know, where am I finding gratitude as well? You know, I, a little personal story. I had, I had a a nasty fall in my driveway. It was a moment of inattention and I tripped and basically like face planted on my driveway. Luckily it wasn't icy or snowy, but I felt, yeah, it really hurt like a lot. Sounds horrible. It was pretty awful. And I shattered my phone screen and all these things. And I was just, it was really devastating. And I was, I was really hard on myself. Like there was no self-love. I forgot for a moment that like, I would never be that mean to somebody else. If that happened to them, I would be so worried and kind and wanting to make sure they were okay. But it only took me, it probably maybe an hour, hour and a half after the incident to find gratitude, which was like, well, my phone screen is shattered, but I can actually still use my phone. Okay. Um, maybe I just like, I'm grateful that I, my husband is here and my daughter is here. Like all I could find gratitude. And so I don't know if you have those times when it's like something really bad happens you experience, but then your gratitude sort of, it just comes back to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up this point because I like to say the common saying that the only way out is through. Right. And so you can always come back to a space of gratitude. You can always come back to a space of happiness as like your homeostasis once you're really practiced and once you're really attuned to that frequency. But you can't expect yourself to be there 1000% of the time because one, it's not human. Two, it's not possible in this experience of contrast that we like signed up for. And three, it's not very self-loving to expect yourself to be happy and grateful all the time, especially when it's impossible. So you're just setting yourself up for failure. So the better goal is instead of, I want to feel like this all the time and there's no room for exception, it's 
no, I want to feel like this majority of the time and have the grace and the self-love for when I don't to be with whatever is arising, love myself no matter how I'm feeling, be unconditionally present with myself no matter how uncomfortable And this is a lot of the work that I do at my self-love retreats and with my clients is teaching them how to like ride the wave, go through the storm very gracefully. And you always, always, always find relief on the other side. But a lot of times we're scared to go there emotionally. We don't want to feel uncomfortable. We don't want to feel bad because we think, oh my gosh, if I let myself go there, I'm going to get stuck going to feel bad forever, or I'm going to just get into a pattern of feeling like that, or I won't be able to handle it. It's just going to overcome me. And I just don't know how to feel my feelings and handle my emotions. And a lot of my work is not, is not focused on just be happy all the time, be grateful all the time, because it really is important to troubleshoot the moments when you're not feeling grateful and you're not feeling happy. What is in the way of that? Let's process it. Let's move through it so it can naturally clear on its own. And you'll come back to a high vibrational space of gratitude, happiness, contentment, whatever it is. Yeah. I love the image you share of a wave right? You're going through these waves and those are natural human things. And right. All... It doesn't mean something's wrong with you just because you have feelings. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in I'm the bl- self-help space, we like literally think, oh my God, if I'm having a bad feeling, like I'm doing life wrong. It's like, no, you're just a human. You're just a human. And I think that's a really good place to sort of wrap things up. Like you said, is that you know, you're helping your clients, you're helping the readers, the listeners of your podcast to navigate through and come back to this place of self-love, of gratitude, to this high vibrational state that they learn through the different things that you teach and the practices that you have. So that is amazing. And I'm sure there are people listening there. This will all be in the show notes, but if you're just listening, um, where Kelsey is the best place to find you online? Yeah. So people can find me at my website, Kelsey Aida, like the opera, like you said, dot com. Uh, it's just my first and middle name. And on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, I'm Kelsey Aida. I would say Instagram is like where the real fire is at. So go there to connect with me and get some good wisdom, tips, downloads, all that jazz. Um, and then on my website at KelseyAida.com slash retreat is where you can find all the retreat info slash coaching is where you can find out how to work with me one-on-one. And um, the podcast is called High Vibin' It. Drop the G. We're too cool for the G. So it's just high vibing it um, wherever you listen to podcasts. And that's a really great free resource. And then all my books, well, three of the books you can find in the stores, like at all the major book retailers. Mm -hmm. So Affirmations for Happiness, Letters to the Universe, My Pocket Guide to Manifestation, those you can find anywhere. And then my first book and my last book, Hashtag Actually I Can, and the mini book of self-love for the modern woman. Those ones you can find uh, pretty much on Amazon or anywhere else, just only online. So okay. yeah, that's where you oh. can find me. I'm everywhere. <laughs> you are everywhere. Thank you so much. I'm excited for our listeners to connect with you, to check out all those amazing resources. Who knows, maybe someone listening will be end up being one of your retreat guests because it sounds like an incredible experience. Kelsey, as we wrap things up, is there one thing around self-love or gratitude that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Hmm. Good question. Okay. Let me think on this for a second. Okay. Yes. 
So the thing that's coming through is that being in a space of gratitude and being in a space of self-love, even if it sounds like hard and scary and impossible, know that those are actually natural states and your work, if you're not feeling those majority of the time is to figure out why you're not feeling those. So let's troubleshoot the blockages. Let's remove anything from your life that's stopping you from feeling that way. Maybe it's a thought pattern. Maybe it's a belief. Maybe it's a circumstance and know that like, that's your actual true nature. So it's not that hard. They There might just be some things in the way of it. And that's definitely something that you and myself and other transformation facilitators and therapists and doctors and other types of people can help you to troubleshoot, to get to where you want to be. So just know that that's your natural state. Beautiful. Thank you so, so much, Kelsey. I've just really enjoyed our time together and I'm just so grateful I met you. Me too. Thanks. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.